0: Thank you for listening to the podcast of John T. Masbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Today I want to continue on this message about Samson as a type of the church of Jesus Christ, the church today, not just the church in the New Testament, but the church today. And yes, we are still living in the New Testament. Hallelujah for Us being able to live in this wonderful period of grace. I'm so thankful that I'm living in this time of grace, this time of the new covenant, the new testament. I am part of the Church of Jesus Christ. Oh, let me tell you, I'm part of the body of Jesus Christ. I belong to the bride, I am the bride of Jesus Christ. And these are all great examples that the Lord gives in his word. But we are going to the story of Samson and If you didn't listen to my previous broadcast, I think it would be good to do so about Samson. But even if you haven't listened to them, you can just listen to this message, and I know it will bless you. We are talking about Samson as a type of the Church of Jesus Christ who had fallen. He fell because he put his head on the lap of Delilah. And when the church puts her head on the lap of the world, I tell you, that's the day we fall. Well, we fall already when we start to engage with Delilah. Many times I think, where did Eve make the big mistake? Well, it was not when she took hold of that fruit and ate of it. It's when she started to talk with that snake. When she engaged with a conversation with the snake, she was doomed to lose. And the church, when we start to engage with Delilah, engage with the snake, You know, Joseph, it says, when the wife of Potiphar was seducing him and trying to pull him into her web and wanted to sleep with him, it says he ran away. He ran away. And I know there are things we must stand up and fight against, but there are also things don't fight against it. Don't keep praying against it, but just run away, run away. And you know, Samson should have ran away. From Delilah, but he engaged with her, and then he started to play that game, and that is a very intriguing game, and many Christians today are playing this game of seducing, and you know, all these modern technologies make it so easy through your telephone to play this game of seduction, and you know, maybe you don't call it adultery yet. But you're playing this game, sending these messages, pictures, other things. You're playing the game. But I tell you, if you don't stop it right now and run away of it, you're going to fall just like Samson fell. And the price you'll have to pay for it is not worth it, dear friend. It's so much more than you are willing to pay for the joy of this moment of playing the game. This game, you are playing it, but it won't take long until it will be playing you. You think you're playing the game. But the game is playing you, and it is drawing you in, pulling you in. But you know, a terrible thing will happen just like it happened to Samson. What happened to him? Well, it says the Philistines, they caught him. They seized him. They took him. He became a trophy of the enemy. And you know, the enemy wants to make you a trophy and lift you up as a trophy that you who were once the child of God who was tearing down the strongholds of the enemy and the power of the Lord. They want to take you as a trophy to show how you have fallen and how you are now in the hands of the enemy and how they have bound you. Well, it says they took him. They put out his eyes. They brought him to Gaza and they bound him with chains. And he was forced to be a grinder in the prison. You know, this is the state of many Christians Many churches today. Last time we talked about how his eyes were put out, and that's a terrible situation to be blinded and to have to walk around blinded, not knowing where you will go, not being able to discern anymore between light and darkness, having no vision for the future. Oh, it's terrible to be blinded out by the enemy, but many Christians are blinded out. But we talked about that last time, but here it says. And they bound him with bronze chains. I want to talk about that for a moment. He was bound. You know, the world is bound. The Bible teaches, and uh, there are so many scriptures to to uphold this teaching that the world, who are living in sin, are slaves of sin. Even though the world, and when I say the world, I mean the non-believer. Even though the non-believer or those that are believing in dead gods, false gods, false doctrines, they are slaves of sin. They think they are free because they are living according to the freedom of the flesh. But you know, that is not freedom. That is a form of liberalism. And there is so much liberalism, that spirit of liberalism, the spirit of the flesh, the fleshly heart. You know, I found if you will let flesh grow and do not give it any boundaries, that flesh will take on the strangest forms and shapes and sizes that you will look at it and, and be amazed how it's possible for flesh to grow out of control in such a way. And we see that society all over the world has grown out of control. And the flesh has taken on forms and shapes in ways that we are just amazed by it. How is it possible for people to live in such carnal ways? It's terrible. I mean, the way that people are downgrading themselves, living lower than the animals. It's a terrible thing to see people living and acting and and living lives in such filthy ways, such dark ways that we would be ashamed of it. But yet they are not ashamed at all because They are so blinded and they are living in such slavery under the yoke of the enemy that they think they are living the greatest life possible, that they are free, that they are living modern and futuristic lives. But I tell you, there's nothing futuristic about it. They are living just the same as they were living in Babylon in the days of old, living in the Roman Empire. They are committing the same sins. They are living in the same darkness as Sodom and Gomorrah and other great examples of sinful cities. And I tell you, they are not free at all. They are just puppets of the devil. But yet they think they are free. Yes, the Bible wants to show how that sinful life is destroying mankind. They are destroying marriage. They are destroying families. They are destroying themselves. They are destroying the future generations. They are destroying this world and they are living the life like they think they are so free, but they are walking fully and totally under the guidance, under the, the influence, under the power of that terrible task master, the devil. They are just slaves of Satan. And they don't know it, but they are making their lives miserable. They are living under a yoke, and they are not free at all. Oh, dear friend, I understand that what I've been telling you, for some that listen to this might say, John, where are you living, man? How can you say these things? Where, what, what are you looking at? But dear friend, if you just take the light of the gospel and shine it upon society today, You will see how people are living, as the Bible would say and gives an example, how people were living in Egypt under the yoke of the taskmaster, under the yoke of Pharaoh, under the yoke of slavery, under the yoke of the whip. And they were living in such terrible state of of life that they were crying out for the Lord to set them free. And you know, many are living this kind of a life, but they don't understand. They don't see it. What is really wrong? They don't see it. What's bringing them to the verge of destruction? What is making their children? Why why are so many people caught in these pills of antidepressant? Why are so many people walking around with suicide thoughts? Why are so many people who have everything in life so unhappy, why are so many marriages destroyed leaving such broken hearts and such painful hearts and and and, and destroying even the futures of people because of the terrible things that happen why are so many people oh living under such yoke today and i could continue to give examples of how people are living but i want to come to the positive part of this message and you know it says they bound him up you know the one who has the answer How to get free of this slavery, how to get out of this slavery is the Church of Jesus Christ or should be the Church of Jesus Christ. We have been given the Word of God. We have the Word of God. We have been given the bread of life to share it with the people. If the Church is walking around like a Samson who is operating in the divine power of God, who has that miracle inside of them that is flowing with divine power, the Church would go around. Tearing down the strongholds of the enemy, having an impact on society, preaching the gospel in these dark regions of the world, in these areas where people are living in such slavery, we would preach the gospel of of blessing, the gospel of life, the gospel of light. We would proclaim Jesus Christ in such power and authority like Paul was preaching him in such power and authority, which did not come from his human abilities and talents, but he says, I'm preaching under the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and I'm preaching with this authority that people's lives are changed. People's lives are being set free. Yoke over their life is being broken. Sickness is being broken, and and these demonic forces in their lives are being broken, and the power and this stronghold of the devil is being broken. As he was preaching and praying and proclaiming the gospel and so many after him and with him in his time, but also after him, even in the ages after him, there were those that were under this power, the same power that we see in the life of Samson and even in a greater way, because now that power can be within us because we are living on this side of the cross. I tell you, if the church would operate as the church should operate in this divine power and strength under the anointing of the Holy Spirit with the word, the Bible, the word of truth being proclaimed in such authority and such power. When we pray that the pillars in hell being are being shaken, that, that the strongholds of the devil, these towers of the devil that are in these cities around the world are crumbling, would crumble and crumble down and fall down and being broken. The walls of Jericho would fall down again because of the praise and the worship of God's children that are praising him in his presence under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I tell you, something would change in this world. Something would change in families. Something would change in society. Something would change in nations when this gospel would be preached in such a way under such power of the Holy Spirit, under the anointing of the anointed one, Jesus Christ, in our midst. But you know, the fact is, That in many places, the church is bound herself. They are bound because they have been engaging in this game and they thought they could play the game and win. But just like history shows through all the stories of the Bible and through all the pages of history, you cannot play the game and win. Oh no, the devil, he will always win, but there is only one who overcame him. And that was Jesus Christ. That is Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. And when the church is operating in that power of Jesus Christ, Jesus in us, us in him, when we walk near to him and have our eyes only and solely upon him, that's when we can walk in this victory. But because we took our eyes away from Jesus and we put it upon the things of this world because we started to engage in the things of this world, just like Samson fell, the church has fallen, and the devil bound the church up again. The devil bound these Christians up again. And maybe you are listening to me today, and you are a believer, and you love the Lord. I'm not talking to those that hate the Lord. No, you love the Lord. But yet somehow you have fallen, and you have been bound up again, but you don't even know it. It says Samson didn't even know it, that the Spirit of God left him. And maybe you're not fully bound yet, but things are not going anymore the way they should go. And you are not walking in that freedom of the gospel, the freedom of Christ anymore. And you are bound up and and, and your marriage has problems and you are having problems in raising your children and you're having problems with your finances and, and you're having problems in your ministry and in serving the Lord. And you just don't understand what's happening. Well, maybe I'm describing you today that you have fallen once again, like, like Samson put his head on the lap of Delilah. You put your head on the lap of this world and you don't understand it. But you know, the spirit of the Lord has left you in the way that it was upon you in the days of old. And now you have been bound up in the same way that you were bound up when you were not a Christian yet. Oh, you are bound up again, my friend. Yet you love the Lord, yet you go to church, but you are bound up. Today is the day to be set free once again. Oh, my dear friend, today it is the day to repent. Today is the day to break with those things and to make a clear decision and say, I will not leave my head on the lap of the line, on the lap of this world. I will call upon the name of the Lord once again. I will go back and return to the cross of Jesus Christ. I will come back under that covenant. That commitment that I have with the Lord, I will will not drink of two cups anymore. I will not serve two lords anymore. I will go back to the Lord. I will make Christ the sole Lord of my life. He will be my King of kings, my Lord of lords. I will submit to him and to him alone. I will not be part anymore of this kingdom of darkness. I do not belong in that darkness. I do not belong under the submission of the enemy, but I I belong there in that kingdom of the beloved Son, and to be under submission of Jesus Christ, the King of Kings. Oh, return to the Lord, my friend. Return to Him with your whole heart, with your whole mind, with your whole body. Oh, let go of those sins, those things that maybe are a nice game for today. But you know, if you're honest, you would know. If you had opened eyes, you would know that you will never succeed and make it. You will never win this battle. You need to run away like Joseph. You need to be faithful to the Lord. You need to live that holy life. Oh, go back to the church that believes. Go back to the church that speaks and preaches the gospel in truth. Go back and kneel in front of the altar and give your life to him once again and open yourself to be filled with that divine strength once again so that that yoke of the enemy may be broken over your life, that you will receive that power to break free of those chains that the enemy has put around you once again. You are not destined to call yourself Christian and to live a life of slavery. Christ has set us free of the spirit of slavery. He has set us free. We are no longer slaves. Oh, play that song, that beautiful song, I'm no longer a slave, but I am a child of God. Oh, yes, my dear friend, God has not destined you, God did not call you to set you free and to become a slave once again, to be bound up once again. No, he set you free to remain free, but you can only remain free if you will keep your eyes upon Jesus, if you will keep that covenant with the Lord and keep the Lord number one in your heart. Oh, keep him in the first place. Of your life, give him priority above all things. Oh, and you will never regret it. And my friend, I'm gonna pray for you right now. I'm gonna pray for those children of God who somehow the enemy was able to bind up again. That today that power of the Lord will come upon you, and you will break free of those chains through the blood of Jesus. Oh, don't think the chains of the enemy are greater or stronger then the blood and the power of Jesus, then the name of Jesus. That name is the name above every name and it will break every chain, even the chain that is binding you today. Oh, great God in heaven, Father, I call upon you in the mighty, wonderful, glorious, all-victorious name of Jesus Christ, your son. And I want to pray for those that are listening right now and that are caught up in the chains of the enemy that are bound up again. They are caught in the net of the enemy. Maybe it went slowly. Maybe they just fell into sin. I don't know what happened, but somehow they are bound up by the enemy. I pray for them right now as their heart returns to you, as they worship you again as Lord, as they call upon you today. Oh Lord, as they put their eyes back upon Jesus, I ask you, oh Lord, Break every bond of the enemy. Break every chain of the enemy over their life. Set them free, Lord. Oh, they are walking maybe with temptation on all sides, but through the divine power of the Holy Spirit, they will be able to resist every temptation because of the power of the name of Jesus, because of the power of the blood of Jesus. They will be able to be set free of every bond and bondage. And Lord, the devil has no more right upon their life as you forgive them and cleanse them right now of every and any sin in their life. Lord, you will cleanse them, make them holy and make them righteous. Yes, every evidence that is against them is washed away by the blood of Jesus and you have transported them out of that dominion of the darkness into the kingdom of your beloved son. They are no longer slaves of sin, but they are children of the Most High God. Lord, that every bond may be broken over their life right now and over their marriage and over their family and over their ministry and their calling. Lord, that every pull of the enemy will be broken right now and that they will rise up in your strength, in your divine power and walk the path of righteousness and the path that leads to eternal life and the path that has blessings untold. Bless them right now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com.